0: Hello and welcome to Tokyo Inflakes, my name is CY. you can find me on tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at
1: tokyostationmnh. And my name is Jacob, I'm Fudafan on Instagram and on Twitter, and have a blog at foodafan.com. And welcome, this
0: is, I believe, uh, 21, can you believe we're 21 now? This is like the uh, most, the end of the year episode, no? This is the end of the year episode, and the next time we'll be in the new year.
1: Yes. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how things
1: go just so fast, right? Yeah, we started during the state of emergency, right? Yes, in March. Yes. So,
0: I mean, we say it all the time, but thank you listeners so much for, you know, entertaining uh, our idea of this podcast. You know, when we started, um, we honestly weren't really, I guess... Aware of what this would um, kind of spin out into. I mean, we've got more than a thousand uh, listeners every episode. Um, you know, almost 400 people listening every time uh, on the first day. So we're really, you know, overwhelmed by by the positive responses and really thanks uh, to all of you, everybody. Um, you know, you're the reason why this is uh, possible, and you you make it worth it. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um as uh we've been doing for the previous few times uh let's let's read a review Jacob here it comes over oh, the comes here it comes <laughs> here it comes so usually we read reviews um and because of the way that the Apple uh, store is set up um we usually are reading reviews from the US but uh let me read a review from South Korea today oh nice so All the pretty pens, uh, this is submitted to Apple Podcasts via South Korea, and um, they write, I don't usually write reviews, but I thought I'd add a few words to those who are considering listening. Japan has a significant share in the fountain pen world, but unless you speak Japanese, information isn't always available, and rarely in a timely fashion. Well, Now you have CY and Jacob, who will do the job for you, all in one package with their enthusiasm for pens. The Japanese terms are a bit confusing at first, but I promise you will get used to them. And I don't listen to many pen podcasts, but this is one I never leave queued for long. And that was a 5-star review. So thank you very, very much, uh, all the pretty pens. We really, really appreciate it. And yeah, I guess we we do use a lot of random Japanese phrases here and there, so um, that's kind of like a side effect of uh, living in Japan, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that happens. Yeah, but that's very very nice. Yes, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um,
0: maybe we have time for for our second one. Sure. You know, Jacob, you're always worried when I when I read reviews. I I feel like you're waiting for. You know, the announcement of, you know, the Olympic medal winner or something. (laughs) So um, this review is uh, from the U.S., uh, written by Michael. Best Japan-centered fountain pen slash ink podcast. CY and Jacob do a stellar job of bringing you everything new slash old slash interesting about the fountain pen community in Japan and beyond. Easily one of my favorite podcasts about the Fountain Pen community. Worth a listen and worth starting from the beginning. They just started out, so it's not hard to breeze through them and catch up. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you. So... If you would like your review to be read or if you would like to contribute to this podcast right now, we don't have a monetary form of contribution, but it does cost money. It does cost our time to produce this podcast. So if you would like to help us, uh, please consider writing a review for us and submitting it through Apple Podcasts or I think there's a review system on Spotify as well. So You know, it it really helps us and helps other people discover the podcast. And it's just a great motivator. I mean, um, you know, Jacob, you're always a bit worried about negative feedback. But I think reading these reviews will help motivate Jacob um, to maybe eventually uh, he'll read a review on the podcast.
1: Someday. Someday.
0: (laughs) One day. All right, Jacob, we have an action-packed Yes episode today because even though it's the end of the year you know in japan christmas is not like a thing like i've worked every single christmas day since i've been in japan and i'm not complaining because uh, still a lot of people take days off Mm. and christmas is more like uh, what new year's is um to to the western audience i think because i think in the west at least in the u.s uh, Christmas you spend with your family, and the New Year's you spend with your friends partying. Exactly. But in Japan, Christmas, opposite. yeah, you spend it um, as a couple with your, you know, significant other or your friends, and the New Year's with your family. Mm. And New Year's is actually the real holiday.
1: Although this this year is uh, it's quite short, but but yeah, n- normally you have a, a longer holiday during. Um, Starting from either New Year's Eve or the day before, depending on where you work. And then hopefully like three, four, five, six days after that, depending on how the the weekends line up.
0: Yeah. And we have a terrible weekend situation here because most of the holiday is in the weekend this year. But I'm taking the week after off. So I'm going to quote unquote work, um, you know, these next two weeks. But it's great for me because most people are already not in the
1: office. Yeah, that's that's it's a good time to work. Yep.
0: So I always like working through even like Golden Week because then I can take days off afterwards.
1: Yeah, but there's this both good and bad because that means uh, when you do take time off and everyone else is working, uh, and when you come back again, you're gonna come back to an, an a shockful uh, um, email inbox and yeah. yeah so. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. Um. So let's get right into it. Uh, our acquisitions today, um, we have a few interesting acquisitions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the show notes and four of them are mine. So maybe that's <laughs> why I think they're really interesting. But the one that you put down yeah. is actually something that I really want to talk about. So sure. why don't we get to it and let people know what sure. it is?
1: Yes. So first of all, uh, I've been doing more selling than buying. I've been doing this uh, Dan Sherry decluttering, slimming down my collection. But I did buy one pen so you know as, as you know this year i've, I've been interested in a uh, sailor pens with this old style nibs, mostly 14k but also 21k so i went on yahoo auctions and found one um um pen with an old style say the 21k nib and there was some kind of logo on the barrel didn't pay too much attention to that didn't see what it was because as usual it was this you know potato quality um yeah. a photo uh but the price was good so i got it um and then uh, I, I i and then i look at the pen and it says it said hp on the barrel. i wasn't sure what i was i think you said it looked like one of those like in- web 1.0 era like, internet startups mm-hmm. uh, like yeah uh, almost a cable provider so i still wasn't sure what it was but then looked at the cap band and on the cap band it says hokkaido police Thirty Years mm-hmm. service. And I can't find any information about this online, but based on the engraving on the and it does seem as if this is something that the police department in Hokkaido in Northern Japan at one point or maybe still gives their their you know police officers or whoever it may be after you know 30 years of service.
0: Yeah, so actually um this is something that uh happens uh quite a lot i think you mm. know people who have x years amount of service uh to you know x company or x uh police department mm. uh usually get fountain pens as gifts uh and they're usually the lowest um uh grade mm. uh, of the lineup but uh, it, it's quite interesting uh, it, um, about this one because um first it's a sailor yes And usually when the police department is giving out things like this, and yeah, usually it's about 30 years, um, it's on pilots and uh, the cap would be engraved. But in this case, it's a fully custom uh, sailor pen. And what's interesting about it, I think, is that it even has the year inscribed on the cap pad so they can't use it the next year. Right, right. And I've just now sent you a link to a pilot version.
1: Ah, yes, yes.
0: Yeah, so this this kind of gift, I, I've seen it more than mm. once. Uh, I, I do often see the um, the pilots a lot, and I'm also seeing some Mont Blanc now. But still, it's it it is let's say not uncommon. And the one that I sent you uh, the link is also thirty years. So it, it possibly, I mean, we don't know for sure, but um, I mean, of all the ones that I've seen, it's mm. it's it's thirty years that the police, uh, you know, officer would get this kind of a fountain pen. So it could be like a um, police tradition, actually, in Japan.
1: Another thing. Um, so you said that the year is written, and you're right. It says H seventeen, so he's seventeen, and that. That should be 2005. And that made me wonder at what point did Sailor start using the new um, Nib logo? Because we know that the year after, in 2006, Mm. that's when Sailor had its 95th anniversary. And that's when they released this uh, very much sought-after 95th anniversary King of Pen Naginata Toge Rialo. Yeah, if you ever find one, let me know. We do find them on Yahoo auctions every once in a while, but they, they, they go, tend to one go that very high. that doesn't cost me an arm. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, but that pen had the, the new style logo. Now, there was the King of Pens, so maybe they, they, they switched for King of Pens earlier or later, I'm not sure. But I have a feeling that this 2005 model that I have here, it might be one, one of the last uh, ones with the old engraving. So maybe they, they switched uh, logos around this time. Mm. So it doesn't have a custom engraving. It has an old engraving. It has no custom engraving. The, the only custom you have here is the, the cap band and the, the logo on the barrel. Yeah, yeah, okay. All
0: right, all right. Um, yeah, that's. I think it's a, a fascinating pen because uh, one for the the uh, police department yeah. engraving. Uh, I think it, it speaks a bit to Sailor's... Uh, model versus pilot's model if we consider how they're doing the engraving for pilot's uh, way of doing engraving it's it's relatively easy right i mean you just laser engrave uh, Mm. whatever words you want on the cap and you fill it with gold and that's it yeah but sailor seems to have taken the more difficult option for whatever reason and you know, it, it was it was an unnecessary way to do it, but but they did it, and because of that,
1: we are lucky to find something that's quite interesting in history. But then ma- makes me wonder if this is really a one off, or if this is something that they issue uh, uh, every year. Yeah,
0: you know what? It, it could have been a national thing mm. where they just um, made a bunch of them, and then they. Change the barrel for depending on where you were, yeah, it's possible, but still, there aren't that many of these because we've, I, I would say, never really seen one of these before, mm. yeah, for sure. Oh. All right, um, in other acquisitions, I got a few different um, items. Uh, I got my Leonardo yesterday, it's my first Leonardo, and we often get questions like. Are Western pens uh, common or popular in Japan, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. And I would say, for the most part, it's mostly Mont Blanc and Pelican. Would you agree with that? Uh, I think last time we also mentioned Aurora. lami Yeah. Ah, yeah, Aurora, Lamy. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but we've been seeing a lot of Leonardo, actually, in, in Japan. I mean, as kind of like a rising new brand. Yeah, Particularly, we, we saw one in um, Maruzen. Yeah. Uh, And we saw that they had even Japan exclusives.
1: Yeah, they have this exclusive, right, which is like a white cap and finial, and then there's some colorful acrylic barrel. Very similar, actually, to these Laban pens. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and um, I got one from the Italian retailer um, Stilo and Style, Mm. and they have a frosted demonstrator barrel. So I got two. I got one for our friend Keiko and uh, one for myself. I've replaced the nib on mine already uh, oh, with yeah. an Omas nib, and I really like this pen. Um, it's right now inked with Wagner Jean and it, it, it's quite nice. Um, the feed, interestingly, even though the nib is a Yo-Yo uh, nib, the feed is not a Yo-Yo nib unit. So they make their own housing, which uh, is difficult to remove, even though it's screw-in. Mm. Um, it's difficult to remove because I believe it's glued in. So they make their um, housing and they make their own ebonite feet. And I have to say, this ebonite feed is uh, is
1: quite nice um, and very, very wet. So I know that Leonardo has been in some kind of like, back to Jovo transition. Do you think the custom housing has anything to do with that?
0: I think generally they're trying to transition everything to Yogo because mm. um, their gold nibs now are all Yogo nibs. Mm. But uh, I think their steel nibs are still half and half. Mm. And I don't think it's necessarily a thing to do with the housing. Um, I think it's something to do with the the nib quality and pricing. I, at, at the end, I think it's going to be pricing is right. uh, is the... Um, thing that would make them switch one way or another. But the problem with this pen actually, and it's actually a big problem with a lot of uh, pens, is that the diameter uh, inside the pen is larger on the barrel than on the section. And sometimes when you have a sudden change in um, barrel diameter, uh, you create a um, air bubble between the ink flow of one part of the pen to the next. Oh, I see. And you can see this most in vac fillers. A lot of the modern vac fillers now have a... You know, Visconti calls it the um, power filling system or whatever, mm. but it's it basically has two reservoirs. So there's a reservoir in the kind of section of the pen, and then there's one in the actual barrel of the pen, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and those two parts are not the same size because sure. the section is smaller. I mean, like, physically, the section itself is smaller than the pen. So what happens is, because the size is different, when you pour ink from the barrel, which is a bigger size, into the smaller one, you can develop these air bubbles.
1: Okay. So
0: it's like when you pour out, like, uh, milk sometimes, and the and the hole is really small, right? Sometimes you see it go blop, 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 right? hmm Yeah, that's exactly the same thing that's happening, but except uh, the air bubble doesn't pop because um, uh, the airflow is not significant enough. So what happens is you can develop this air bubble uh, in between the two sections of the pen. And as a result, what you're going to get is an air bubble that could restrict ink flow from one part of the pen to the next. Mm, I see. And that's why um, some pens have a kind of like a needle sticking through. Uh, I know Konitz have that needle or um, you have agitators Sure. in, in the case of, uh, of converters. So um, that's, that's the only thing that I see about this pen that could be annoying. Um, it hasn't really happened to me so far, uh, but I might end up modifying this feed so that it will stick into the barrel a bit. I'm not sure
1: yet. By the way, uh, that frosted design reminds me of uh, the Penlux, the the grand masterpiece, uh, Cloud de Bay.
0: Yeah, and you know, um, there's also that annoying glue application, which kind of annoys me. Uh, I I have it in my hand right now. It's really a nice pen, but I do see glue application, uh, and that does annoy me, but you know, I'm just gonna have to live with it. A second thing that I got back is not really like a uh, new pen it's it's more like a freshly urushit pen mm. and i got two pens out from uh from Bokmondo. so one i've actually already talked about which is the um the finish the black ishime finish with the gold ingots or i don't know what you call them these little gold dots all across the cap and the um the vac uh knob you
1: mean the copy of my pen Yes, exactly, the copy of your
0: <laughs> pen. And you know, we we talked about that pen I think 3 or 4 episodes ago. I don't re- exactly remember when, but we we talked about this pen before. Yeah. Um and shortly after I gotten that pen, I had the crazy idea to swap the barrel parts um with a clear mm. uh 823. And I found out that it actually looks pretty good because the barrel and the section are not the same uh, finish as right. the cap, so I, I decided. You know what? Um, if I just get one cap done, then I could have a I could have two pens. I could have two Udush pens. So, you know, math prevailed, and uh, and in the end, I went and um, and. Actually, Hiroka had an issue where she needed a uh, seven-four-three um, finial nut. Yeah. So I said, that. "Here's the entire cap. Uh, just take the nut, and um, all I need is the cap back." So, so that was done, and it's it's nice. Um, I had it done in the uh, same finish as the body, but on the cap band on the bottom, uh, I had it done in in.
1: That looks very nice. The Rodin on under the
0: under the cap band. I believe I brought it on Wednesday for you to see, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that?
1: Normally, I'm not a, a big rothen fan, but I think that, that the, the the subtle rodent on the cap band actually looks very nice. I, I like it.
0: Yeah, I, I like it as well because it's not like um, I think sometimes rothen can be too shiny.
1: Yes, you you can overdo it very easily.
0: Yeah. And depends on I think what type of redden you use. I am not sure, honestly, mm. I'm not an expert on this. But the the two pens that I have with um well I have more more than two, but uh the pens that two of the pens that I have from her, mm. they actually use very unshiny not in. And um, I think it's quite uh, nice and quite subtle. I mean, you know if you're looking for it, but if you don't know to look for it, you might miss it the first
1: time. There's this design uh, on, on your... I think the first one you got, which is this Mont Blanc that has a, a dark blue Karanuri and a little bit yep. of uh, Raden, right? That, that's also... I agree that's very nice good. It doesn't... Uh, it's not too much of it. It's not the show stealer. It's more right. like an accent. Exactly.
0: Right. I mean, when you wear earrings, you want it to be about your face, not about your earrings. Anyways, so so I got that. But I think um, what's also interesting about this nib, and now I'm touting my own horn a bit, is uh, is the nib. Uh, I, I managed to find a way to fit size 10 nibs into size 15 pens. Mm. And for me, that opens up a kind of like a whole new world because... As we know, the size 10 is actually the size uh, uh, from Pilot where they offer the most um, nib assortment.
1: Yeah, because the, the music nib is not available in 15, right? Yes. I think most of the other
0: nibs are available in the 15, mm. but the music nib is not. Mm. And additionally, yesterday I was on Facebook and I saw uh, Leo, uh, Inquisitive Quill. Yeah. He posted... A uh, he posted a pen on one of the Facebook groups, and I believe it's um, it's a size ten as well. Yeah, it's oh no, it's a size fifteen. Okay, it's, it was size fifteen, which said ESM.
1: Yeah, that one I remember. A, a few years ago, a Pilot sold some uh, some some oblique nibs. Yeah, yeah, that's what were, uh, he was saying. Yeah, and both both left and right, and they were only offered at Itoya, and, and it was for, for a brief moment. It was. It seemed like like like, like a trial run, and, and but I don't think they did anything <laughs> after that.
0: Yeah, um, but I guess yeah, it was not. Um, it's not size ten, but yeah. Anyways, I found uh, a way to fit size ten nibs into size fifteen, and for me this was a huge development because uh, specifically, as you mentioned, the mm. music nib. And uh, I wanted a music nib in my A23 because I do a um, flex modification to pilot music nibs in order to make them flexible music nibs. And the flex that you can achieve on these nibs is uh, is incredible. Uh, I haven't done the full treatment to my particular nib yet, but you can easily get up to, you know, um, you can get up to 2, two millimeters easily, I would say. Um, but it's it's something that I was inspired to do uh I think almost two years ago now when I when I saw some vintage music nibs uh online but I didn't want to spend the money to get the nib, so I decided to um learn how to grind nibs instead. So um for me it, it it's great because as everybody knows the con70 even though it's a huge um barrel uh it's a huge capacity in the con seventy, it's not the easiest to use. And uh, it's not the easiest to clean, and when you have a flex nib, it's honestly not that much ink either. Mm. so being able to fit this size ten nib into an eight two three really was uh was a revelation to me
1: so this is the nib grind you keep telling me that you don't want to do again, but you still you still advertise it
0: <laughs> yeah, so um it's not an easy grind to do uh, the particular nib that I did um took me about five hours to do. And uh, compared to the, you know, if I'm doing like a cursive italic or whatever, that takes me like 15 minutes, maybe Mm. probably less. Right. So, but yeah, I'm very happy uh, with this nib. Interestingly, uh, the nib, when it's fit into the pen, doesn't look that different from the size 15. It's just a smidge shorter. But Mm. unless you're really, really putting it side by side, it doesn't look um, too small for the
1: pen. Yeah, the, the size 10 nibs aren't actually that small, uh, we may have talked about that before, but I did this comparison, and Pilot's size 10 is basically the same size as Sailor's large 21k nibs. Yes, and you also told me
0: that the sections between the size 10 and the size 15 are uh, compatible. Yes. Yeah, so if you wanted a size 15 nib on your size 10 pen, you can go buy both and uh, switch it out. It cost you some money though.
1: It, it, yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: all right. Um, you wrote with the, with, with the pen. What did you think? You're right that there's a lot of flex. I, I'm not really that much into flex, but uh, I can see why. I mean, there's definitely a lot of line variations you get. It's very wet nib, and it may have to do with the combination of nib and feed, but it was very wet for sure.
0: Yeah, and and the thing with these uh, this particular nib grind is that usually it's starved of ink um, mm. because, you know, it, it's just... It requires a lot of ink to, to function, but on this particular nib, I fit a uh, Justice tab. So I took a tab from uh, a vintage uh, Pilot Justice, the out-of-production model ones. So I'm very, very sorry for people who uh, really care about that kind of history. Um, I par- don't particularly care, so uh, I do monstrous things with them. But I, I basically broke a pen. Uh, took out the tab and I inserted it onto this this uh, nib combination and that serves as an overfeed. Now when I posted this on reddit a lot of people were asking me what is an overfeed. So an overfeed is like the emperor tab uh, which you get on sailor emperors. Um, and these, were, these used to be well not common but they certainly are not unheard of um, in vintage pens but they essentially serve as a feed. That uh, that's on the top. And the way that it helps is that through capillary action, when you have a something uh, over the slit or the breather hole, it helps draw the ink up towards the overfeed. And uh, in this pen, when I look at it, because there's a kind of an empty space uh, mm. between the, the curve or the bend, um, you can see that ink actually uh, piles up inside that little gap. Mm. And then when you write with it, what you get is that uh, the nib is able to use both the ink that's stored in the feed and in the over.
1: Yes, I remember reading in one of the recent issues... Of um, Shimenobunga, there was an article about the various sailor specialty nibs, and, and for the Emperor tab, they mentioned that the, the purpose of it was to allow you to write on like highly textured, like washi tape, make sure the ink flow stays constant.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I think it's because these textured stuff uh, it absorbs ink more easily. Mm. So yeah, that's probably a reason why I've noticed that when I write with uh, my Emperor pens, uh, sorry, the pens with Emperor tabs, uh, I don't run out of ink even if I leave
1: them uncapped. But there's a difference here, right, between so the purpose of this Emperor tab versus the purpose of the Justice tab, right? Because the Justice is about controlling uh, how stiff the nib is, right?
0: Originally, yes. Uh, In Justice pens, you can use the tab to adjust uh, to the hard or soft setting. And the vintage ones, the nibs on those pens are actually uh, much more flexible. Mm. So there was actually a difference. In the modern Justice, there is honestly not that big of a difference between the hard and the soft uh, settings. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's just um, the lift is uh, a bit more firm, but honestly, it's, it's not... Um,
1: significant, unless you
0: do what Mr. Inquisitive Quill did and fit a size 10 FA into the Justice.
1: Yeah, I saw that. That was a glorious hack.
0: Yeah, I actually tried it at uh, Shosaicon. Um, I was talking to the, the staff there and I convinced them to let me try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to spend $500 on sure.
1: both the pens. Right, But but your pen is now the, the mother of old Franken pens. Uh,
0: yeah, because it has the 743 cap, doesn't it? yeah yeah so you know I, i'm very happy uh with uh with that and they're on my instagram um both of the pens the original with the clear barrel as mm. well as the new one and uh and i've put a um a comparison between a fa size 15 that i've modified for flex versus this uh this three time music nib which i'm calling a Sai. um uh, you can see the difference between the flex and the site has an noticeably a bit more flex even though i haven't done the full uh, modification on it yet all right uh next uh next item on the on the list ah, i've been getting too many pens i need to sell more pens but uh this is actually kind of uh, related to the last topic um and i've just sent you a link on online um it's the original uh filler from pilot so you know the A23 everybody in the west knows it as a vac filler but in Japan uh, you call it a P style pen which is a plunger style pen um, in Japanese it's called the piski
1: they still call the the A23
0: piski today exactly exactly it's just that they've given a uh, model number to mm. the piski and there are uh, various different styles so there's a piski there's like anski um, mm. There's a ski, etc. So th- there are a bunch of different styles, but this um, vac filler mm. is called a p ski. And um, I already had a original pre war p ski. So they were making these uh, vac fillers all the way in the 30s. And oh, by the way, um, the war, w- meaning World War II, uh, in Japan started in 1933. So we're talking about early 30s or even late 20s. And um, I I had one in jet black, and I was very very lucky to find on Yahoo Auctions this other one, which I've mm. never seen before. i would never known that Pilot made uh, this material, but it's like uh, it looks like stack celluloid, but it's not. It's this um, how would you say it? It's it's like this uh, celluloid with um, horizontal. Um, translucent stripes and I think they probably used to be transparent but now it's ambered but I, I think it's so interesting that today we associate Pilot with really the boring stuff you know like the black uh, black pen gold trim I mean they have a lot of interesting nib uh, variations but in terms of body in terms of material it's you know Sailor is the one that's, uh, that's really making the innovations you know well, mm-hmm. platinum is doing different stuff with texture and pilot black right but in the past actually pilot made a lot of attractive celluloid pens yeah and this particular one um it's on my twitter so we'll we'll link it to that and you know i'm, I'm quite happy with it now i have the original pishiki and the new pishiki nice all right so, uh, sorry, I took up so much time in the acquisitions, but we also have a lot of new product releases.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot. there's a lot.
0: So you got an interesting postcard uh, last weekend, I think.
1: Right, so this is for uh, Marathon's annual pen fair that we, we talked about before, probably in one of our very first episodes. So they usually sell a number of uh, limited edition pens every mm. year. And they announced the, the pants in advance. They are now taking pre-orders um, for for these pants. So so they send out a postcard to members of like Tomonokai, which is you know their 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 loyal customers basically. And um, yeah. so I, I got that one. And and there are one, two, three, four, five, six pants that they're advertising.
0: Yeah, uh, um, I think they started the pre-order thing. I want to say last year. And that was a huge controversy, right? Because a lot of people couldn't get the pens at the show.
1: Yes, so we we know people who who wanted to come to the pen show, and the, the main the, the 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 main reason <laughs> was they wanted to buy this blue, pilot custom Urushi.
0: Yeah.
1: But 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 it sold out before the, the pen fair even started. So, yeah, so which the is ma- the annoying thing, right? About yes. uh, motors yeah so I think yeah that that, that wasn't uh, ideal I mean we, we knew people who came wanted to come from overseas now they couldn't do that anyway because of the <laughs> pandemic right but but um yeah it, it makes I guess a bit less attractive to people coming from afar if if, uh, if the regular customers can just order online or just call yeah. and you know make the reservations so, but but anyways, so for that reason a lot of people wanted to know whether would do another custom Urushi this year and first of all no they're not so mm-hmm. that might be a bit of disappointment for for some but they're definitely interesting pens here so first of all they're doing another one of these so-called vest style so these these flat top pens mm-hmm. they've done a few of them i think at, at least two or three years so far and so these are Urushi pens flat top and they are they use this Ten, size ten nibs. Mm. I think it's 18k, but it's size ten and not fifteen. Um, there are quite a few of these pilot special editions and you know limited editions that are based on size ten. I'm not sure why that is, but that is the mm-hmm. case here as well. Um, mm. Yeah.
0: What? Well, uh, this is a green udashi pen, and yes. I've heard that green udashi is very very hard to do.
1: No, that might be the case. I haven't heard that, but that might be the case, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was talking to Shosaikan, and th- uh, they're the ones that told me that um, green Udish is actually very, very rare, mm. and not many people do that. I mean, usually most Urushis is like red and black, right? So, Right. Uh, those are the traditional colors,
1: but yeah, green is not common. And then uh, on this postcard, it says the available nibs are F, F, M, M, and B. But that turns out that was not correct.
0: Yes, because we went to
1: Marizen on Wednesday,
0: and they had F, M crossed out, and instead they have B, B.
1: Which is an interesting choice. I think we talked about it last last time, but F, M, it's one of the most popular, if not the the most popular nib option.
0: That's right um i don't know what's going on um i i think it's correct to make a bb nib mm. but uh i think what you sacrifice on here is probably the m size or or the b size actually you probably sacrifice the b and make bb instead yeah because if you're
1: going up to b you might as well go up to bb right yeah, exactly. The, the BB is definitely more more interesting. But anyway, so this is not really a, a, a new model, right? So this is something Marazen has done a, a, a few years, for the last few years. And then the next model, the next pen in the list, is also a variation of something they have done for the last few years, and that is a Sailor a King Prophet, so so, so a King of Pen, but uh, in a Prophet cigar shape, but it's aluminum and it's blue.
0: Yes, and I went to the shop and I asked them specifically about the section and the uh, finial. Yeah. And last year's model, which was a brown color, uh, actually had um, translucent brown finial section and end knob instead of the aluminum. So I wanted to know if uh, this year the entire pen would be aluminum or not. And I, I do believe that the section, uh, finial and end knob are not aluminum, they're actually uh, plastic. They, they look mm. like a different material, even on the more higher quality um, photos.
1: Yes, yeah, so that will be consistent with what I've done previously, yeah. It, it, it's yeah.
0: a nicer looking pen though. What do you think about, um, I mean, is this something that you would buy? Because it's quite expensive, it's it's more than a thousand dollars.
1: I think personally, this appeals to me more than, than some of the other uh, Sailor King of pen based um, models that they have uh, announced recently, so <laughs> I, I think it looks very good.
0: Yeah I definitely think it looks really good, and the uh, blue aluminum, mm. um, obviously aluminum is a material that's very easily anodized, so you can have various different colors. I think what's probably appealing to you is that the section is not aluminum.
1: Hmm, exactly.
0: Yeah. And anyways, aluminum king of pens are are quite rare. And
1: do you think you'd have to worry about scratches by posting it? No. And the reason why I think that is that posting is so common here, that I'm sure they've taken that into account.
0: Yeah. And um, the reason why I ask actually is because I'm looking at the postcards and... uh, Almost all of the pens are posted, even to uh, there's one Udushi one that's posted as well, uh, and, uh, the Eboya is posted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be only 34 of these. Um, yeah, but, but I think there was, I think there was something similar last year. I think it's a small number, but the last year's model, as we just said, is still available. So I'm not sure this one's going to sell out that fast.
0: Yeah, I agree um and also then we have the nakaya i don't think this one is so interesting actually they they did one in the past with the little um the it's not really like a lion but it's like a komainu it's yeah. like these little lion like um things that you see at temples so they did one mm. there because there's one that graces the uh, nihonbashi uh, bridge
1: yeah, yeah. That model, last year's model, I think was more interesting because of yeah. the one hundred fiftieth anniversary. Yes, with the bridge. Yes, with the bridge. Yeah,
0: I, I think they've done more interesting models in the past. This one is a, a scroll and a, um, and a pen, mm-hmm. um, which you know it's okay.
1: There are a few of these. I think like Shimonobunga and others have also offered like nakayas that have so, some kind of funny roll stopper. Right, there there, there are various, yeah. many variations of this theme.
0: Well, the one that I had and, and traded was, uh, was one with uh, the fountain pen. That mm. one was a uh, Shumibun exclusive. Mm. And they're yeah, making so, 20.
1: Yeah. So all of these three pens we talked about so far are sort of variations of a theme. And, and you had similar models from Marzan in the past. And I think that might be the case with a force pen here too, which is an a Sendai Ohashido.
0: Yeah, Ohashido is um, is interesting because they're not commonly uh, carried by retailers. Right. But all of the retailers, you know, know and uh, and you know invite Ohashido to to show at their their special shows. So when Mitsukoshi was going on, they used to have yeah. um, Ohashido as well
1: yeah i agree that ohashiro seems to be more focused on events than you know just you know regular retailer sales didn't they used to make inkidome and i think now they stopped
0: I'm not sure
1: yeah i'm not sure either yeah,
0: yeah i i heard a rumor that um they're saying that you know inkidome was uh kind of like mendokusai um mm. kind of annoying to make and most
1: uh, customers use um cartridges anyways i i can definitely see that being being true yeah, They're quite expensive, even these ones. 154,000 yen, but it's only going to be 10 of them.
0: Yeah, ten. Um, I think this will probably sell a few pieces. Probably not all of them,
1: though. Yeah, but I'm sure there are, I mean, I mean the numbers there for a reason. I'm sure there are a small number of Ahashiroka collectors that get get the, the new pen every year. Yeah,
0: I, I asked the uh, the staff at Modizen, um which pen uh, was the closest being sold out and she said it was the Pilot mm. which is surprising to me because it's the most plain looking pen on the <laughs> yeah
1: the, the next pen in the list I think is the, the first one that's kind of unusual and, and it's actually a new model as far as I can tell yeah um, it's a new
0: model of Eboya and I'm not a personal fan of how it looks uh, but I have to give them credit for doing something new
1: a few new models recently, right? So we Three. we talked yeah. So, so we talked about that during the Tokyo Pen show and here's yet another new model. For my taste it's a little bit too slim, but it does look interesting. There's still kinda of like a wave <laughs> design going on mm-hmm. here.
0: Yeah, and they're limiting it to twenty pens. This is a completely new model called the Nalu. Yes um and apparently it's um it's inspired by the waves of hawaii yeah and i think it's it's quite interesting to, uh i wonder what the ergonomics of this will be because it's it's a wavy pen and um it could fit some people's hands mm. or it could be disastrous
1: might be a good good gift pen
0: <laughs> yeah, only at uh five hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Maybe not the graduation gifts, but uh, maybe an, an A M&A investment banking gift. <laughs> but then you want to give the
0: pilot. I think
1: that's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. And the last pen, uh, which I think has the most commercial appeal, the last pen is the one I would have
1: expected to sell out first.
0: Yeah, and that's the uh, Sunrise Trading um, Pro Gear. And uh, Sunrise is the company of, uh, well, is the company that hires uh, Shikura-san. Mm. And she's known for doing these sparkly pens, right? And this looks a lot like her uh, last two releases with the metal section. Mm. And one of the things that I notice is all of the Sunrise pens do have this metal section. Yes. And uh, this is a yellow pen. So not many yellow pens out in the market. Uh, this is one of them, which uh, is very, very cool.
1: I think this will be something for um, one of the nib section. Uh, Mr. Chuck. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, This, I personally think this is a very attractive looking pad. Um, I I don't think it's for everybody. It's very glittery. Mm. Um, You know, it's very loud and out there. But I think it's done in a way, it kind of reminds me of a nice sunny day uh, in the summer.
1: Maybe the spring. Yeah, there are 100 of them, um, and the, most of them are 44,000 yen, but the zoom nib is a little bit more expensive, 46,750
0: Yeah, And then lastly we have the ink this year. Um, yeah, this, there's
1: a bit of story. Yeah, this is a fun one. So the, um, the name of the ink is uh, Nihonbashi Hayashi. Mm-hmm. And, and hayashi rice is, is is a is a popular dish in Japan. What it's is hayashi of, rice? I would say it's sort of a sweeter version of a, a Japanese curry rice. Sort mm-hmm. of a, a version of that. Sort of sort of brown sauce. The story is that the founder or one of the founders of Maruzen came up with this dish and gave it its name.
0: Yeah, uh, there are various some um, competing theories. But one of them is, as you said, uh, Mr. Hayashi, who founded uh, Maruzen, uh, also invented the Hayashi rice uh, dish. Yes.
1: And the color is this uh,
0: brownish-red.
1: I'm not sure how much red it is, but yeah, it's definitely brown. You can actually buy Hayashi rice... At Morrison, you can buy this this uh, canned but You can also go to Morrison Cafe on the on the third floor and, yeah. and and order the Hayashi rice.
0: And that's what I'll have be uh, what I'll be having for lunch.
1: Nice, <laughs> nice. Um,
0: this thing, I we we haven't seen actual live samples yet so Mm. we don't know exactly what color it is i mean Mm. you know it's always difficult to capture ink colors um but i think hopefully closer you know Mm. to about february we should be able to see some swatches
1: and who knows if they're gonna give us a surprise like they did last year right so last last year they only announced pre-announced one ink it was called king Mm -hmm. which is this sort of uh, yellow brownish ink. When you went there you saw three inks. There was Kinkan, Ginkan, and, and Dokan, and, yeah. and and Ginkan was I think the the most popular one, which was sort of a Sailor 1-2-3 style like a chromo shading, sort of yep. grey, purple, green, there's a lot of a lot of colors there.
0: Yeah, should have saved the bottle of that. But... Uh, you,
1: you see that ink now being sold at quite a markup on second-hand markets. So I'm yeah.
0: sure, yeah, go ahead. There's, uh, there's one particular listing of that ink, which I, I think is just hilarious. It's actually being sold by somebody we know for, what, like $100? Mm. They originally tried to sell it for $300, which is like 10 times the markup. Uh, but I, I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's been listed for at least seven, eight months. It um, hasn't sold yet. But let's see what the mm. final price will be.
1: Yeah, so what always happens at Marazan, you know, when the pen fair starts, and first of all, there's always a long line outside Marazan in the morning, right? And it opens, and the first thing everyone does is they go to the inks and they want to get all of the, you know, 9, 10, or 11 inks that they, they reissue every year. So the previous uh, Penfair exclusives are reissued every year. So, so everyone wants to get all of them. So They didn't used to be,
0: though. That's a very recent development.
1: At least like two or two, three years yeah. I think they, they, they've done that. And Since yeah,
0: 2017, I think?
1: Yeah. And not all of them sell out, but, but some of them sell out very, very fast. Yeah. So uh, there's the pink one, which I can't remember what it's called, but then there's... Sakuramichi. K- yes. And then Kirin is always selling out uh, yeah. very fast. Yeah.
0: And uh, that's why I think it's baffling that they're allowing pre-orders of the ink.
1: But that, I think they did that l- last year too. Yeah, I don't think that should be
0: allowed. If you're going to make 300 inks, I and mean, that's not a lot of inks, whatever. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. their business. They can do whatever they want with it. And, um, you know, it's kind of artificially creates demand. So, I mean, it all works out for them. We can say right. that actually, um, Madison's uh probably uh, very profitable in terms of their fountain pen uh, section.
1: That might be the case, yeah. Yeah. All right,
0: so so that was Monizen, but we also have a huge list of others, and I think we probably have to go a bit faster. Yeah, Um, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) So Nagasawa came out uh, with this uh, blue silver Rialo called the Chaska um, earlier this year. It's one of the Rialos that I really regret not buying, um, but you know, there we have it. Uh, they're coming out with a ProGear Slim model, and I've ordered one for somebody in the U.S. Uh, this is the same blue as uh, was in the Rialo, and I believe they are numbered. What do you think about the pen?
1: I was surprised that it wasn't the Rialo, but but if you say that it's a slim, yeah, yeah it's I, I the can see slim that now. Gear. Yeah, so that explains why it's no Rialo, because there there is no slim Rialo model, right? No, there isn't uh, because of the way it's
0: made. Mm. Um, And, I mean, if it was a Riello at this price, I would get,
1: like, five of them. Three years ago, this would have been This would have been the Riello price. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Well, I really like the logo or the motif on the finial.
0: Yeah, it it has the um, kanji for tea, cha. Mm. And uh, it's because this particular Nagasawa branch is in Osaka, Umeda and it's called it's in a place called um i think it's uh, pronounced I'm Chaya. yeah, like okay
1: yeah. makes sense then.
0: so uh so that's why and yeah uh for those of you who don't know uh, nagasa has various different um branches and each of those branches do their own limited edition
1: yeah
0: and um we have a lot of different uh sailor release um Related stuff, but I want to take a point here to point out that um, Sailors uh, clips and their their trims, I I think they're using a new material on on these trims because in the old Sailors, uh, you know, listeners will know that I've been doing plating. Um, in the old Sailors, these trims were easily platable, but in the new Sailors, even the gold ones uh, are not easy to plate into different colors or or, mm-hmm. or different materials rather to be precise and i believe they now have a coating on these trims because they're they're clearly still metal trims but right. uh, there's something on it that prevents the plating of uh of these trims so i need to investigate more on how to get that up, uh that coating off because it's annoying yeah yeah um and uh, the reason why I mention this is because I've been seeing comparison posts between uh, new gold trims and old gold trims and it seems that there's actually a uh, noticeable
1: difference in color
0: as well of, of the of the trims.
1: Alright, next pen. Yes, so the next one is the new um, bung box limited edition. It's called Matador Red. I call it the shiny croissant.
0: Yeah, and the finial does look like a croissant. I mean, the finial is uh, Raden in the shape of, uh, I think it's supposed to be the Matadors hat. looks yes. like a croissant to me.
1: What strikes me most about this pen is not how it looks, but uh, the price. 52,800 yen and it's not, a, it's not a realo, so it's quite expensive.
0: Yeah, and I, I've heard um, that uh, bullfighting is quite controversial. Uh, in some circles, so mm. I'm surprised. May- maybe they were not aware of the uh, the controversy, but um, anyways, I- I'm surprised that they're releasing this pen at this time because it, it doesn't seem to be a a uh, good time to release it because there's not a lot of fanfare around this particular pen.
1: Well, they have they have mentioned it, of course, on the Instagram yeah. feed and on Twitter, but. Other than that, yeah, maybe not.
0: Yeah, um, so I I guess this will be the last uh, release from Box of the year.
1: So the uh, it's a metal section, right? But it but it looks like it looks like it has some kind of dark like ruthenium coating. It looks like the same section as the black luster.
0: Uh, not sure about that. Um, it's. I mean, you could be—you could be right for sure. Yeah, it—it it does look like the um, the black section, but then the nib and the cap band, and the clip are are both are all gold, right?
1: Yes, which is an interesting uh, combination. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's certainly interesting, um, and I still have to see this pen in person. It looks mm. like the bodies, uh, the body and the cap are both um, kind of translucent as well.
1: Yeah, there's some translucency. I mean, you can kind of sort of tell there might be a a, a converter there, um, and then on the, um, the the nib, there's some there's like a laser engraved uh, sword, right?
0: Yeah, and again, this is uh, this is uh, named or inspired by one of their inks, which is Matador Red. Mm. Makes sense. Yep. Um, and you know, speaking of boombox, they did this pen 4B a while ago, and the 4B cost eight hundred dollars. So what the 4B was um, is a pen using the so-called gathered model. A gathered model is the mm. um, Japanese word uh, or the Japanese term for these ribbed uh, bodies. Yeah, and they they did a gathered model um, called the 4B, where they um, they painted the inner ridges. With uh, blue urushi, I believe, really dark navy urushi, um, and then one of the the bands was gold, and Sailor uh, apparently took inspiration from that, and they came out with a model called the Wajima
1: Bijou. So it is like a striped, like like 4B, um, but it's actually smooth. Like, it's actually smooth, yeah. It, as, as far as I understand from the text, yeah. So this is based on the Pro Gear and. There's a uh, Urushi like, Wajima style Urushi which we talked about before. which is considered like perhaps the, the top in, in Japan. And um, the nibs have this uh, gemstone. I think it's laser engraved. Can it be that? No, it might, might be stamped. I,
0: it's stamp. I think the the um the gem is laser engraved, and yeah. uh, the rest are stamped probably.
1: And then there is a, a bit of a roding on the, the finials. Which looks a lot like what Hiroko's been doing. Yes.
0: What strikes me... um, You know... The... Okay. It's a gathered model. They filled Mm. it with Urushi and they polished it smooth. I don't understand what Wajima-style Urushi means here. There's no like pattern. You you filled it with Urushi and you, you polished it flat. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. Um And that's always the misleading thing about this like marketing material. They they make it sound so or they try to make it sound so like uh, amazing Wajima Urushi, but you know th- there's no like there's no design in, in terms of the Urushi, right? You you filled it and you polished it.
1: I do think I do think this looks very nice though, but the but the price is a bit shocking.
0: Yeah, they took a they took a book out of um out of Bunga Box here. It's actually double the price yeah of the 4b which is surprising to me because i think it's going to be harder to make the 4b because those have still um they kept the ridges so you'd have to polish the inner sides of the Mm. ridges as well and it's a transparent pen so i'm very very surprised but there's only 300 of these uh pens and um I I was surprised that they they went with a custom um, nib. Maybe it it's the uh, two tone, but they just don't have the um, inner engraving. But I'm I'm still surprised they uh they made a new engraving for for this nib.
1: Yeah, and I also think it's interesting given the price point that it's based on the the Pro Gear and not King of Pen. I mean, we, we talked in the last episode about a, a few new King of Pen models, that some of them are uh, were uh, yeah, under- they look cheap. cheap. What's
0: going on? They they look cheap compared to this pen. If it was a KOP in this, I think the price is very justified. I think it would actually be a very um, a value pen. This price mm. for this pen? No.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of the best-looking uh, new Sailor pens, but, but the price is a little bit shocking. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I mean it's certainly
0: not their most expensive um production model. They they have some um they have some ceramic pens that are, are more yeah. expensive. Uh, we haven't really had an opportunity to talk about those, but maybe in a future episode. Yeah. Uh and finally we have the Luminous Shadow, which is the KOP sized pen. Um I was hoping to get a look at it from uh from the retailer side. But apparently this pen, uh, you can only uh, get in the store uh, if there is an order. So they might be
1: made to order. Which sailors sometimes does wrap it, but I wonder if that says something about... I mean, does this mean that this is just like an experiment that they don't want to keep inventory?
0: Well, what's annoying about this is that you're selling a, uh, you know... um, more than a $1,000 pen. It's a model that nobody has seen before. How are you expecting customers to make that decision without seeing at least a sample? I mean, I understand if you don't keep inventory, right? But you have to at least give the retailers one sample of each of the colors. Mm. I don't know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting choice. I I wonder if if they're still going to have... There's going to be some events like you know Marlins Pen Fair when 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 Sailor brings
0: yeah this. and I hope uh, I I certainly hope that they do bring it in uh, in March because um, we've discussed uh, in our earlier episodes that these um, uh, retail uh, or not retailer but like these um, department store events are on the decline in Japan. We used to have Mitsukoshi and we used to have mm. um we used to uh have both Mitsukoshi and Madizen. Now it's only Madizen. And um the big retailers bring their very, very expensive uh pens to these events rather than events like Tips. So they are not going to TIPS with these uh special pens. They they've saved those for department store events uh, traditionally in, in Japan. Mm. Um Sailor doesn't have a traveling show that, for example, Nakaya does. Nakaya does events all over um, Japan and they're kind of like a traveling show. Hmm. But outside of Maruzen, I don't know where they can bring these uh, in terms of event-wise because what we've seen at Bungu Joshi and what we've seen at TIPS is that they're bringing their low-end models.
1: The low-end models, yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm still hoping that one of the retailers will be able to get their hands on on one of these so we can check it out. But until then, I... I... You know, I think it was interesting that they did it, but that they're not giving samples is a huge mistake.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a strange choice. Yeah, strange choice. Um,
0: and then lastly, uh, on the notes, we have a new Pentanote pen, and we've talked a bit about the Pentanote pen. It's something that mm. uh, uh, Pentanote teased to us all the way back in June.
1: Yes, so we went to Pen Trading, w- Wagner's Pen Trading in June, and we talked to Pentanote, and then they mentioned that they were working on a, on an exclusive pilot model, and, and they gave us permission to mention that on a podcast, as we did. Uh, and now they have released that, and it's called the, the Koseki Yuji uh, Music Pen.
0: Yeah, what's interesting about this pen um, is the shape of the pen. I mean, the colors are interesting too, and it's interesting that. Um, Pilot did an exclusive to begin with but the shape of the pen is uh, is unique
1: so uh, they say that it's based on the Custom Heritage 912 uh, but it actually has, has a, a ball clip and has gold trims and if you go back to earlier Pilot Custom models, not cu- Custom Heritage but older Pilot Custom models you do find these flat top models Yes, Vest-type with, uh, um, with ball clip and with gold trims. So it so sort of harkens back to earlier um, pilot custom models. And it's also, I'll say, the same base as uh, Maruzen's Lemon pens. Yeah. It's also flat top, ball clip, gold trims.
0: And then when we asked about the Maruzen, um pen, uh, Maruzen told us that that was based on the custom Kaede which is a balanced style wooden pen, right? I think so, yeah. But, I mean, you know, it, 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 it's mm-hmm. not a shape... Anyways, this is not a shape with the flat top. It's not a shape mm-hmm. that's uh, common in, uh, in Pilot pens.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So, anyway, so this pen is interesting for a number of reasons. First of all, as we said, Pilot rarely does these um, store exclusives. We've talked about that before, how they seem to do that more as a favor to yeah. like major retailers on anniversaries and every once in a while, you know, again, marazan Lemon, Itoya has has the limited edition capitalist pens and so on. And, and uh, we talked earlier this year about uh, Yotsuba. I think they had this Urushi uh, pen to celebrate some yeah. major anniversaries They they do them rarely, but more and more as a favor to their uh, retailers. And that's is probably the case here again. Mm-hmm. Um. And so the reason for the name is that Koseki Juji is apparently a composer, a famous composer, it seems, in Japan. Um, so he composed like a film score, but also like a gunkas, like march I and mean, war songs. But he also composed what's called a shaka so a company song which is a very japanese idea so it's (laughs) yeah they
0: made um pilot and mitsubishi pencils uh, yes exactly i I was just going (laughs) to say that
1: that that, that, that's the stationary connection here that that this composer has made company songs for pilot yeah that's hilarious and but that also ties into what i think is sort of a lost opportunity here because the nibs offered are E, F, 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 M, and M and uh, I would have loved to see a music nib.
0: Yeah, a music nib would have been amazing, but um maybe you know what? Uh we should ask them for this uh for the music nib because mm. uh maybe they forgot. <laughs> Considering it's a size 10, right? They should be able to make the the music nib
1: yeah I wonder also if it's possible that that's just not something pilot offers i mean if if you're commissioning a, a limited edition
0: well or exclusive. here's the thing it's not uh it's not limited edition
1: it's not number but I think they said they just have i can't remember was it was a fairly small number of them doesn't say so on the web page.
0: It says... Uh, it, it says, oh, it, says
1: oh, no, it says Tokubets Gente Only 100 of them in total.
0: Ah, okay, okay, okay. okay. But anyways, we uh, should point it out because, you know, hopefully next time they'll remember to ask.
1: The nib options aside, it is a nice pen, so, so the barrel has this sort of petrol blue sort of, with more of a pale blue uh, finials, or socks, as our friend Kueh usually calls it. Yep and the nib has a lace engraved um note musical note
0: yeah and it says uh letters from story which hmm. uh, i i'm not quite sure what that's supposed to mean um but it's a it's a pretty nib
1: i'm not usually into this limited edition pens i, I don't i don't buy any in a limited edition sailors, and I, i'm pretty cheap when i only buy second hand pens but this pen i did pre order
0: Yeah, and it actually does come with a CON70. One of the listeners asked me why the um, Sailor, uh, the 10-year anniversary cocktails don't come with converters. And in fact, most pens in Japan do not come with converters. Uh, And the reason is because um, we we spoke to the staff at Motosen. The large majority of people in Japan uh, who use fountain pens are
1: actually using cartridges. I think Pilot offers converters uh, with more pens than Sailor does. Sailors are particularly yeah. bad. I think Pilot,
0: um, the higher-end models come with converters, but uh, most of the um, standard line does not. So I think even the 743 does not come with a converter.
1: Is that a case? It might be. It might be.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm very excited to see when you're going to sell this pen because, <laughs> as everybody
1: knows, you're Mr. Rent-A-Pen. It it could happen. It could happen, but I'll I'll yeah I'll, I'll keep it until I get bored with it at least. Yeah,
0: um, and it's notable uh, I think to mention that the EF and the FM are already sold out. So which goes yeah, back but- to us saying FM is very
1: very popular. That was a bit um, frustrating to me because I remember they opened for pre-orders uh, when I was working in the office. There was mm. one day when I was in the office and I didn't have access to my, my, my online store accounts. I could not pre-order while I was in the office. I, I would look at the web page. Okay, now EF is gone. Now FM is gone. I was worried that they would all sell out before I, before I got home. So, so what I did I you get? To, I got an F. Okay, okay. Those are still in stock. Those are still available, yeah.
0: Jacob, you see, this is why you need to start using your phone.
1: Nah, I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust it. They're just newfangled devices. Yeah.
0: What are these uh, Wi-Fi waves You know, running through this strange device? Yeah, I can't trust it. Anyways, so um, I think we don't have too much time for uh, questions this time. Um, mm. We'll try to do a special year maybe. Um episode with uh maybe Quay and Alyssa i don't know yet what the plans are, but hopefully um we we do want to do that that's something that we want to do um, be, yeah. but yeah um if not, we'll see you in the new year. thanks everybody to um giving us really such a fantastic year we i think um you know speaking for myself jacob I'm very happy to see where this project has gone. I think it's much more successful than either of us uh, were thinking to begin with when we started this project back in March. Yeah. I would so, say so, yeah, it's it's really humbling, and um, you know, we're really grateful to be given this opportunity to produce this content for everybody. Um, you know, we said this when we started out: information is not so. Um, easily accessible outside of Japan and we really try to um, change that so if you have any um, you know things that you want to hear or um, maybe points that you think we can improve on we always welcome you to uh, contact us through the website which is uh, TokyoInklings.com you can find a ask a question form over there so if you have any uh, comments for us feel free to drop us a line uh, through that form um, you know, you can discuss the episode on uh, that website as well. There is um, there is a dedicated page for every single episode. Yeah. All right. So um, with that being said, my name is CY. You can find me um, on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh.
1: And my name is Jacob, and I'm a food fan on Instagram and Twitter. I have a blog at foodofan.com. Bye bye.